commencing operation surveillance. In this comic review, we continue to see why no one likes Starscream. Not one listener out there can disagree with that statement. I will now check the comment section to confirm. My conclusion is correct. You all agree. Starscream is a spawn of a glitch. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 Continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic book discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Transformers Till All Are One Volume 1. That's a lot of ones. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read it, then come and listen to the podcast and enjoy. Have a good time. Sit back. Relax. Le- learn some things. It'll be a good time. Onwards. Computron. You know the drill? The drill. The drill. Drillhead. I drill remember drillhead. Drill <coughs> anyway. Remember <laughs> drillhead. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> there are a total of four. Uh, we're just going to go into hard stuff. I'm just going to go head first into this one. Uh, there are a total of four comics in this series. Issue 1 was released June 15th, 2016, and Issue 4 came out September 21st that same year. Uh, the writer was Marguerite Scott, and the artist was Sarah Petrie Docher, with colors by Priscilla Tramontano and Joanna Lafuente. All right, trivia. There are several real-world references in this comic, especially to American scandals, but we are sure you can draw your own conclusions. Here are a few examples. Starscream's dialogue, every broken window, every crack in the pavement gets prosecuted and punished, is likely a reference to the broken window theory. Google that yourself. And <laughs> next one is, is protesters would chant, no justice, no peace. Again, you know, that sounds familiar. You should probably Google that yourself. All right, next stuff. <laughs> In issue one, Badgess armor is revealed to both project a hologram around its wearer and disguise their voice, allowing all members of the secret police to remain anonymous by looking and sounding exactly alike. <coughs> Fascism. <coughs> In issue two, we see an error when Starscream berates Windblade with, you think you know this world because you slapped an Autobot symbol on your chest plate. Uh, his put down would probably mean more if Windblade actually had an Autobot symbol on her chest plate. I think she had one at one point, didn't she? She had one on her hip, I think, in the Dark Cybertron series, but that was before she knew anything about Autobots other than Alpha Trial. Mm-hmm. I see. Did not know that, actually. No, I gotta go look it up. We'll put that on the YouTube link. Yeah. <laughs> An issue, maybe. (laughs) An issue four, Ironhide's emotional reaction to Chromia being in danger and the actions he takes as a result of that are another nod to the character's romantic relationship in the original G1 cartoon episode, The Search for Alpha Trion, which has been ship-teased a few times since Chromia and Ironhide started sharing page space in IDW. Yeah, that's a good episode from G1. So if you haven't seen that one, folks, go check that one out. 
I think that's about it. So, Monsieur Kilobyte, would you please give us a summary? Yes. <laughs> hey, man, I've been diving into nerf culture. <laughs> We've noticed. Yes, <laughs> yes. When public distrust of Starscream, secret police force escalates to the point that citizens begin dying. Ironhide is assigned to the case. Chaos in the streets as the com Combaticons lead a public uprising against Starscream's police, and Ironhide is put in charge of keeping order, but all is not as it appears. Chromia and Blastoff race to discover the true fate of Swindle's body, and uh, when the Combaticons unleash their combined form of Bruticus, Chromia realizes that the only way to save the day is to unleash some secrets of her own. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Did somebody say a combiner? Yeah, combiners. Yeah. I do think this is the last <laughs> combiner we'll see, too. No! Are we ready to get started? <laughs> yes. We yep. start off with the Council of Worlds interviewing Hide, head of private security, about several Decepticon murders that have been appearing throughout Icon. Sounds familiar from the last issue. Their brain modules being looked at. Swindle lives. Thoughts, theories, favorite scene. Have at ye. Swindle lives. I do like the 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 council is not like they already mistrust Starscream and they're already yes. trying to uh, like get into the cracks and like break him and uh, either force him out or have him confess uh, everything he's done. And I like that Starscream is getting backed into a corner and we'll have to face justice soon. I hope. Did you yeah. guys catch? Uh, I think it was, I forgot what page it was. It looked like it was like, I think, Chromia taking off her helmet. Yes. And did you guys see the labels? Yeah, they were the names of the bots that were killed during the explosion during the Windblade comic that she caused. Oh, and then she wrote that on her? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I saw it and I thought it was a different bot. And then uh, when it happens at the end, I'm like, oh, it was Chromia. Okay. <laughs> Brawl is back. On Cybertron. Must be time jumping or something. Because he's been on Earth, Cybertron, the Ark. He's been all over the place. Anyway, <laughs> Kilo, do you mind explaining what the Combaticons are up to? Specifically, Blastoff. Yes. So, Onslaught has been trying to research and has been in contact with a mysterious bot that's been telling him that, uh, you know, the, they're lying to you. Swindle lives. And he's been trying to figure that out because he knows that he's out there and, you know, it'll expose Starscream. And they have uh, some work that they've been doing just to get some NGX and stuff like that. And uh, one of the times that Onslaught leaves to go keep searching for Swindle, Blastoff notices that uh, the tablet that Onslaught had gets a, another message. And it says that they need to move it up and that they left some stuff nearby so that they can get the information that they need. And Blastoff decides to go check it out and finds a suit of armor like the Bachelor. So you get the shoulders, the helmet, and the camera to blend in. And through that, he manages to get some information on what's really going on. There's a an altercation at a bar. Ironhide gets called in by Blur because he's head of defense, of defense security. So he has his own private company. And he's trying to get this bar dweller to ease off because he's drinking a little bit too much Energon. And he gets into a fight with uh, some of the bachelors. He punches them and tells them that Swindles lives. And so the bachelors 
uh, pummel him to the ground and try to take him away. And as he tries to run away, shots are fired in an alleyway. And the bot is now offline. And you can see that there's a smoke coming out of the basilisk. And through that altercation, the civilians that are that are nearby start rioting. There's like fight fighting going on. And suddenly when Starscream arrives, the circuit already has a video of what really happened and it's already gone public. And it's showing that the bachelors have killed this bot and were threatening them with uh, Nemo surgery and altering their memories and uh, messing them up like that. Yeah. And so now Starscream needs to figure out how to get out of this situation. Yeah. Man, imagine the public finding out before you. That's a slap yeah, in the right. face. Yes. Thoughts on Starscream slowly losing grip over control over the Cybertrons and the colonies and the Council of Worlds to the point where, like, it's you can see it getting to him. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when, you, when you when you work in a way that you're mistrustful and you're always keeping secrets and doing things to favor yourself instead of the public and just to keep your power, eventually it'll catch up to you and it'll crumble right. your empire, right? So, mm -hmm. so I hope Starscream learned something from this, but I don't think yes. so. Don't lie. Anyway, <laughs> moving along, Ironhide makes a suggestion to trade out the badges for volunteers of the people to replace them. What are your thoughts on that? It's a great idea. Great idea. It's a great idea, but there's also tensions out there. Yes. So, uh, I'm, I'm, like, yes, having the people join the force and be out there patrolling and you know they'll feel a little bit more secure because it's their people also out there uh, but some might use it for other means which is what i'm uh, other means? i was afraid of what would they use it for other <laughs> yeah. means Kilo? Rico, blast off in the onslaught. what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> so uh th when when ironhead is doing this recruitment uh, blast off and onslaught get into an altercation and start fighting and onslaught starts pointing finger and and trying to you know cause a scene with ironhide and have ironhide you know probably do something even worse so that to show that the people that they don't care about them and through that blast off you know appears to be above onslaught it's like hey we're done it's over you're out of control and decides to join ironhide's uh, police force and uh, later we discovered that it's a plan by Onslaught to have a spy in the ranks and get more information. Yeah. Specifically about Swindle in this case. Yes. Yeah. Windblade and Chromia are assigned to find Swindle by Starscream through blackmail due to what Chromia did way back in the Windblade series. And he knows about it. Both Windblade and uh, Chromia have been keeping it quiet. And we get somewhat of an investigation montage. We see the latest recruits for Ironhide practicing on the side. Any favorite scenes that stick out here? Eventually, you know, we'll talk about the discovery. But is there any scenes that stand out here? Any relevance? I kind of want to point out the relationship that Ironhide builds with Blastoff in this mm -hmm. case. Because it almost looks like, you know, Ironhide is admiring Blastoff. And you're like, oh, these guys are building closer and closer together. And you're... Kind of getting this vibe like, oh, there's going to be something that's going to create a schism and that. But it's kind of nice, like, just seeing how Ironhide's kind of proud of Blastoff. And Blastoff, like, even during, like, the testing scene, like, I think one of the, I forgot what con it was, was asking Blastoff, hey, what did you get for number four? 
<laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's nice to also see that Blastoff's trying to, uh, like, while he was doing some some investigating of his own, he was like, "All right, I just got to do this one last thing," and he's like, "Unless somebody already has it," which was, you know, the counter investigation from Chromie and Windblade to figure out what, you know, what was going on. Going on, yeah. I like the designs of the other recruits. I know, you know, they won't have major roles. They probably won't even be named unless they're uh, already in a toy form or have been in the uh, part of the continuity of Transformers for a long time. But I do like the designs. I I really enjoyed Blastoff. Like by, I feel like Bruticus is my favorite combiner. And I don't know much about the individual pieces. I know they're usually kind of like hot-headed and kind of that's why Bruticus is like that. But I really enjoyed seeing Blastoff kind of build relationships with the the recruits and kind of interact with Ironhide, and I feel like he's a little bit more mature than the other members of the of the group. Mm-hmm. And and I like it even more because Blastoff turns into like a spaceship, and I really I, I, that's one of my one of the favorite components of Bruticus for me. So I really it was enjoying this whole Blastoff mini arc a lot. Yeah, that was Sparkstalker. Uh, a Firecon, sorry, Fire- I'm correcting myself. Firecon, yes, Firecons yeah. are cool. they're very yes. hot-headed. We've seen them before. <laughs> very hot-headed. We thought they died. Great before, for police action. Great for police action. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, Blastoff, Chromia, after scrubbing through secret surveillance that was thought to be deleted, were able to discover both Wheeljack and Raptrap have Swindle's body, which is interesting because why Wheeljack? I get Raptrap. But thoughts at this point. This point, it was... I was like, did Starscream really take Swindle? And is just trying to get information off of Swindle? And, you know, that's why he's using Wheeljack. Because Wheeljack and Starscream kind of got a bond. Uh, a friendship bond earlier in the... Throughout the, the Robots in Disguise What's series. That? Friendship? As much as it's like Wheeljack is his favor friend <laughs> yes yeah that would be so it's like it's like wheeljack is like stuck right it's like i owe you a favor and he's kind of like I, he's kind of doesn't have anything else to do so i was like uh, i know why wheeljack is involved and then rat is kind of like starscream's lackey in a way but he also has his own plan so it's kind of like a 50 50 thing all right with that let's take a quick ad break Every single nanosecond in the universe, a pet goes up for adoption or is left without a home. Over 9,000 of pets were rescued, but for thousands of others, help came too late. Hi, I'm Scorchfire, your friendly neighborhood prime. Would you be better than an angel for a helpless roboid or equinoid? Every day, innocent pets are left out on the street and neglected. Bork, bork. Take this poor Turbo Dog, for example, found wandering the streets of Kaon, digging through trash of a nearby recycling center, alone and afraid. But then, a savior helped this poor guy and gave him a better home. You too can become a savior and help others like him with a simple once-a-month donation of five Shannocks to your nearest rescue center. Won't you be my savior? What the? Rut row. I mean, <clears throat> bork, bork. Zephyr, why are you a Turbo Dog? Hey. I'm just here for the free snacks and scratches, okay? And welcome back. Anyway, it turns out Swindle is brain dead. I mean, Wheeljack is no doctor, so I'm not surprised here. Like, it's weird they didn't seek for Flatline's help, because we've seen him in the comics. 
I mean, his name is Flatline, so maybe that answers my own question. (laughs) (laughs) But Rat Trap has an idea. A really big, bad, dumb idea. It's a brood of an idea, you could say. Mm. uh, Involving a little artifact, ancient artifact, let's say, called the Enigma A Combination. And here lies our final combiner, folks. Bruticus, what are your thoughts on this rampant of a beast? Any favorite scenes that stand out as he's going through the city searching for Starscream? I, I like that when they combine, you know how kind of like in the Combiner Wars, they kind of combine all of the heads together and everybody kind of talks within the combiner. Mm-hmm. I like how when they're all trying to talk and keep it together, you just see Swindle sitting there drooling out of the mouth. You're like, <laughs> oh man, you guys are going to have a dead limb here. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing with like what happened with Devastator when they combined and they couldn't move uh, a foot. Yes, because the foot with, was dead. Yeah, so it's not the same thing. Uh, but I really like the conflict because now you have a blast off fighting Onslaught and he's like, we shouldn't do this. And Onslaught's like adamant. So now there's more conflicts in there. Than, than a cohesive mind. So I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, I do like... We got some snippets of it. Vortex, who likes violence. Like, in the combined mode, he's like, finally. Finally. Yes, I love Vortex when Blastoff and Vortex arrive at Wheeljack's and Rattrap's place. Or at least, I think it was Wheeljack's place. Uh, like, I like that scene where he's holding his two, like, katanas. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I also like how, like... They're trying to dig through Swindle's memories, and it's very blurry because, like, he's dead. He's he's brain dead, so it's really hard for them to, like, focus on that task while also trying to focus on finding Starscream and the evidence against him. Like, it was, it was really well written out, and I felt that. Yeah. Shortly after, Bruticus is taken down by Einheim. Wow, he's on a roll with taking down giant gesalts, combiners, you know, same word. <laughs> Chromia finds My a boy. camera crew and confesses everything so that Windblade can no longer fear Starscream or blackmail, which then Ironhide brings her to jail. Thoughts? Or anything that sticks out? Uh, I, I I like that um, scene. It's, very, it's a very powerful scene. Yes. And like you can see it in Chromia's emotion, the way the, the artist drew her. It was very powerful and very impactful and impacting. And I really, really liked it. And I also like uh, Ironhide's new police badge. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, the the like the black thing that uh, black label or I wouldn't say black label, the badge that's on his shoulder, right? Because like yeah. I think one of the scenes like he's wearing like a like a strap over his chest and it's kind of like covering up his Autobot badge. I think it was kind of like a little subtle hint like, hey, he's He's a guy that's for the cause. He's, his cause in this case is his uh, police badge over yeah, his autobiography. Yeah. yeah. I also like the Chromias and Ironhide's kind of relationship towards the end because it mm-hmm. looks like they're putting their heads together. And, and Ironhide says, I hope it was worth it. And so it kind of, we, we get a little bit more of development there because we've seen them interact before and they seem to really get along. So yeah. that, was, that was a pretty sweet moment. They have similar personalities too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. They're both kind of bodyguards. <laughs> yes. It was like a gut punch in the end almost. Just a tiny yeah, one. It did. It did. Yeah, and like especially like again, I love the quotes that come out of this comic. Like one of the things is at some point, no matter how hard it is, you have to step into the light. And that that's the ending quote of the entire yeah. comic. And honestly, that was like 
one of my favorites. I, I get a lot of quotes out of here that I really like, it, but this is one of them. And especially it was like, hey, this is a gut punch, but this is more of like a like cathartic gut gut punch. It's like a it's like a gut pump with a lesson, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. The Tillal One series and eventually the Lost Light are probably one of the, in my opinion, the better ones. But Rod Star rating uh, Killbite. Go ahead. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed this one. The art is very beautiful. We, we got to see more character development for other groups. Uh, it's not just the same ones. I love seeing Starstream have to deal with the Senate and all of that. And uh, I got to see Bruticus, uh, which I really, really enjoyed. So I'm going to give this a five. It really it threw me with a lot of emotions. The scenes were played out beautifully. Like if it was a, a very emotional scene, you could see it and you could feel it coming mm -hmm. from the what they were saying and all the quotes and all that. So it was it was a five for me. Absolutely. I'll go second. I agree. Five, five here. It, everything was executed, I think, perfectly. I think the only thing that I don't quite understand is like, because they were talking about the archive video is all deleted and is all warped in some way, but they still were able to find it. But I can write that off. Everything was <laughs> good. Everything was good. The art was good. The story was good. It was very emotional. I agree. Computron? I'm shuffling 4.5 and 5. Uh, it's probably going to be a 4.5 for me. Um, and the reason to that is, is because uh, it, it, it just felt short for me. Like the, the comic itself is only 100 like including the, the 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 art is only 108 pages and it's yeah. like i really want to see more of this and i know you know i know we have the second to all our one but again this is just a short one for me and i really liked the entire thing i was like man i really wish they kind of savored this a little bit more so I'm gonna give it yeah they've been making the the volume shorter because they used to be six issues and then they were five and then now yeah. they're four so they've been reducing both the individual issue pages from 25 to 22 to 20 and the volume pages from like 150 something plus pages to now 104. It, it's a thing that we're going to see a pattern towards the end of this continuity. Sadly. But listeners, <laughs> yeah, sadly. But listeners, what did you think of these comics? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. And if you are interested in getting in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-F-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. That was, that was a pretty good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> kilobyte, are you ready for revolution? Been a while since we've had a Kilobytes Corner episode. I, I'm, I'm ready. Let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah. You sent Waspinator the uh, directions, right? Because I think he went on a walk. Yeah, I told him when to meet me and uh, the location and what time. So, Fantastic. So keep your ears out for those. Yes. Kilo, you have a Twitch still going on? Yes, yes, it's a Twitch. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Kilobyte Prime uh, back on Earth where I stream video games and I hang out and I play uh, some Fall Guys, some uh, possible scary games sometimes. And it's just a lot of fun and we can... You can come by, talk, and or watch, or enjoy, and it's always fun talking with all of you fans and subscribers. So that's always fun. So again, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on Twitch.tv/KiloByteProme Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. 
If you want to help out the show even further, we've started a Patreon. All of the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D printed files and entry to our Discord channel. You'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before they are publicly released. And we are also having a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We will be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So click that subscribe button and tell your friends it's a good time. And as always, we hope you're all staying safe out there. Thank you so, so much for listening to All Are One. To All Are One. To All Are One. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you're interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff of D&D series Transform and Rollout. The second and newest season titled First Stand of the Wreckers with a brand new DM, a different story, and from what I hear, a better pilot episode than the last series. Sorry, not sorry, Onyx. Let's tune in for a preview now. Uh, so that's a five. Uh, he manages to miss again. Uh, and this time he kind of like hits his other hand as he couldn't like stop the force of the of the attack. Okay. Uh, can I do an unarmed strike with my claws? Uh, yes, that would be your hand-to-hand attack. Okay. Um, uh, that's a five. Uh, as you uh, try to claw at them, you manage to kind of like scrape the ice that's covering its body and not really getting to hit their their body. Okay. Uh, I while this is happening, I'm gonna switch to the other players. While this is That's this fair. air swinging <laughs> <laughs> battle happens, uh, as the and as you're looking at that bot, the other one walks up and handcuffs you and says, "You are arrested." What? I- yes, for uh, consorting with Decepticon and planning this assault. And with that, we you do that to me, Frostfang. No, that's even more. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Why do you hate me so much? <laughs> no. It's just so sweet when it so happens. Hard. I tried so hard. She just has the best reaction. <laughs> I tried to cut in, but you would. <laughs> I'm laughing so much. Now you step away from the body, or we're gonna make two new more bodies. Technically, Joel, oh, take me on a date first. Whoa! Since <laughs> <Whoa>. wave. <laughs> this escalated quickly. Since <laughs> wave. That's all weird. There's a time and place. So is this not the time? Is this not the place? Astonishing. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content, such as video games containing funny comments. A link will be provided below. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon, where you can get even more bonus content, such as 3D files, access to their Discord, and listen to content before it is released to the public. More links will be provided below. End transmission.